What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! He say that I'm good enough, grabbing my da-da-da, think about shit that I shouldn't have. So I tell him it's one of me, he making fun of me, his girl is a bum to me. Like that boy is a cap, saying he home, but I know where he at. Like, I bet he blowing her back, thinking about me, cause he know that I fat. Hell yeah! That boy's a liar, that boy's a liar. Yeah! <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. And we're back. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, term. What's up, you guys? Fresh back from his Fresh. Floridian vacation. Any updates there? Did anybody shoot themselves in their head? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Less uh, big of doings. This time in the Florida boot. Um, let's see what else we uh, we had a Chicago <laughs> show. Is a cop. Think about a doodle 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 do. Uh, the Chicago yeah. show. Chicago show. We raised the roof. Right. Chance was there. Lupe was there. Elon was there. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi was. Oh, Jimmy Carter was there. Right. Is he dead yet? You know what? I don't think so. Did he not die? Is he on your long list of catch up obits today? Because I just thought he maybe... wasn't dead when you mentioned him on the pre record. Jimmy Carter. Anyways. Still alive. Yeah, he's really just hanging in there. Uh, shout out to everybody that came out to the Chicago show. Uh, it was great. Performed for like two hours. Way too long. Way too long. That's another thing maybe we should talk about. Is like, what are we going to do to freshen up the old live show? Not that anybody's asking us to. Yeah. They were satisfied. Uh, but yeah, at a certain point when it's just two guys and microphones, it's like, maybe we should have like built one of these beats live term you play guitar you want to bring your guitar to one of these shows and yeah. start doing a little rudely do's or something we need to start know. taking more pages out of more people's books yeah until we're just like you can't even recognize the palmer squares we took ubi's um his 404 setup yeah the beat pad it's been working nice i like that we need to fish it doesn't work well <laughs> for, for more elements two and a half other hours people's acts. yeah as soon as we were done to walk off stage first thing first guy you're not gonna play spooky language it's just like, it's a good problem to have. People let's, just want more. Let's play three hours. <laughs> Years ago, I saw Doug Stanhope at uh, Reggie's Rock Club, of all places. Yeah. And that was kind of a similar... I was, you know, the audience member in that one. and But, like, he did two hours, if not more. Just standing there and watching. Standing room, just listening to comedy. I mean, that's like Skankfest, and where I, you're just standing... Watching people yeah. tell ideas for not just the two hours. It's like all day. That's so, 12 hours. You know, f he may have felt similarly to us. Which yeah, is we're just overthinking like, it. Will you play two hours? What is wrong? This is just uh, classic artist mentality of just like, are they not feeling this? Everybody had a great time. We did great. At that show, I didn't realize it was two hours. Yeah, neither did until I. Until he was done. It was like, holy shit. We, I've been oh, I thought standing we were talking about here. our show. Yeah. Same thing with our show, too. I didn't. 
Uh, I did take a, a a one freebie hiatus, and I, I got good and drunk yeah. that night. I've been like, I'm trying to get my sleep back on track since that show a couple weeks ago. Where like, I just sleep till like 11 a.m. now because I must have stayed up till like 5 a.m. that show night, and it was the time went yep. ahead an hour. So yes. I just like haven't all the way recovered. I'm just fucking wasting half of my days ever since that show. Um, didn't need all the Malort shots. People kept bringing us shots, and I thought they were whiskey, and they were the worst liquor imaginable. Yeah, it's that's fun. like a that's like a fun prank for people who aren't from Chicago. Don't do that to us. Don't bring us unannounced fucking Malort shots. Um, but yeah, it's, it was great. It's fun. Um, I'll you know, as a Chicagoan, I'll go along with the first one. It's yeah, there was two or three. Good fun. It was enough. <laughs> and, but yeah, um, it like it was right before a song, so I had to rap that whole song with just the taste of Malort swishing around my mouth um, before I could sip something else. I guess we have a couple of bets to settle up on the last. Uh, oh hell yeah! Episode or I don't I don't remember. We did pre-records while term was gone, and I know during one of them, I bet you five dollars that you would not have the Dumb and Dumber shirts on sale the morning after or at least by podcast day after yeah. the Chicago show. You were wrong. You did. You did. You prepped that. They so were up by like ten AM the next day. Uh I owe you five for that. And then we did Oscars predictions. Oscars predictions. You won that bet because you got any of them right. I went O for oh, yeah. everything. Um <laughs> I was right about data. I was right about Best Actor Michelle was uh, what, how do you say? Kehu Kwan? Kwan? Supporting actor. Michelle Yeoh. And uh, you called... We both said Brendan Fraser, but I switched to Colin Farrell just to not the be the same. The whole world but. knew Brendan Fraser um, was going to be awarded for that uh, piece of fat phobia. We were both... So that that fat was digital, baby. Did you know that? <laughs> that one for like something else, and when they talked about it, they were talking about that wasn't a fat suit. That was like digital fat. It is a fat suit also. But it wasn't just that and like... Uh, whatever it was, it was the first time they did it the way they did it. That's part of the reason I think was <laughs> I've seen like pictures of him in the makeup, like he, that was all makeup. Well, they talked about some digital fat, dude. They mentioned it at the Oscars, right? Um, so it's like the, the way I don't know. I guess you did more with Avatar, but wearing like a motion capture suit, and there's still actors doing the shit. But then you cover him up with a bunch of shit. It's like they still put him in a, a ton of fucking makeup, but I don't know. I guess that digital stuff adds a hundred pounds or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, I didn't. Well, I didn't watch. I don't know what. Uh, extra digital makeup they added on to him. But the the makeup for the whale was really outstanding. Uh, supporting actress, we both got wrong. I said Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere. And right. you said Angela Bassett for Black Panther. And, um, and it was Jamie Lee Curtis, which is the wildest I'm cool option with it. to go with. I, I got to say... I think it's kind of bullshit. Having watched Everything Everywhere all at once uh, quite recently, it's like when I first heard that she won, my response is that she didn't really crush it in that movie. I don't uh, want to say she was, she wasn't the worst part about that movie, but to me, you could have gotten rid of her, her whole character, or it could have been played by almost anybody. I just really don't understand uh, why that's the like that, just, that seemed like one of those we talk about it lifetime achievement exactly Oscars. We're gonna give it to the person Which who's is, been in has a forty year career, and we just, why I'm cool with it. Yeah, I guess I watched Drowning Mona the other night. Fucking love Drowning Mona. She's so good in it. That was her Drowning Mona Oscar. I watched House Arrest the other night. House Arrest. Fairly dated and stupid movie, but I loved House Arrest. I really liked that movie when I was a kid. I watched True Lies recently. Why are you watching? So she won an Oscar and you're like, let me watch every Jamie Lee movie. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I mean, I watched True Lies uh, weeks ago and I watched Drowning Mona all the time. And um, A Fish Called Wanda, she's great. Her titties in Trading Places, 
I'm all cool with Jamie Lee Curtis having an Oscar <laughs> Give now. Give those titties an Oscar already. Absolutely. Do you remember what you said was going to win Best Picture? I said Top Gun. Yeah, and which, I said Banshees. Which, which I, we all knew it was it was going to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we both changed our vote. But either way, like I sort of thought Banshees got snubbed. for It won zero things as far as the televised show. Yeah. Um, I would say. I guess that would be zero things in general. It was it was a good enough movie where I thought like it was gonna get something even if, even if it was on like um uh, a cinematography or something I guess what one one that was that a uh, uh, all quiet or something yes. what one cinematography that one, which that I was, understand that too I, I just thought it was good enough like to, that that's right. it's changing the philosophy where like I watch a movie and I think like this is an Oscar movie I didn't think that watching everything everywhere and that was the Oscar sweep. You know, it won a ton of shit. What, what seven of its eleven yeah. nominations it won? But I didn't watch that movie. Thing, this is yeah, this is gonna really do well at the Oscars. Meanwhile, <laughs> I watch a movie like Banshees, and I thought, like, I liked Everything Everywhere more than Banshees personally. Like a, a type of movie that I would watch. But yeah, and we've but said that liking. I think this I is like a good thing. Mona more than Everything Everywhere all at once. My point being, I think but this I is can... a good thing that they're acknowledging stuff that wouldn't traditionally be considered a quote unquote Oscar movie. Yeah, not everything that I movie. really enjoyed. Yeah, I like uh, has to be a best picture. Winner. So I owe you five for that. So I owe you ten, but you still owe me for the chlorophyll borophyll. So I owe you five. Right. That's the settle up. <laughs> now the five that's not going to ever get paid just went the other way. <laughs> um, you got nothing to t- say about Florida? You didn't do anything fun? You didn't go see any? Well, we symphonies? went and saw the uh, the Oscar nominated short documentaries. Those are pretty awesome. The one that won, I really enjoyed. You know what? The one that reminds me. The one, the one you hated about the animated one. Oh, right? Mike, that's the worst thing that happened that whole night. I remember when I saw Abomination. that. Abomination. <laughs> um, that I, really upset me. Uh, there was a, an animated short called "The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse." Yeah. And all the other four nominees, I would have been happy with any of those other four, but that one in particular, gay chaps your ass, gay fucking like Apple funded. It's not really messed up. Just like super gay. It's and it's like just, I don't know for three year olds. Apple funded. That's got to be part of it. What's the only one that's brought uh, from like a major studio? Which is annoying when the one I think last year the one that won was on Netflix. So it's like great. I did watch Navalny recently while you were gone. Right. I watched that. It's good. Were, yeah, it was pretty good. Um. It's just like I don't know that. That's how I have to watch the news. You have to present the news to me in the form of like a thriller movie yeah i'm like this is good stuff this is interesting even then it's presented <laughs> by cnn so i don't like to call it news yeah well i mean it's pretty wild too like the way uh that he gets his poisoners on the phone it's insane so uh spoiler alert the dude who's like a, a political activist He's or a russian what? opposition party leader uh, yes uh, uh opposition party leader and he gets poisoned, but he survives the poisoning. They land the plane. He's like having convulsions on a plane. They managed to get him out of Russia and to a hospital, I think, in Germany. Yada, yada, yada. Through modern recovered. technology, they're able to like track down a potential list of suspects and, well, he, the, and, and phone numbers for them. Right. The poison that he was poisoned with is made in one laboratory in Russia. So they were able to like get the phone records. And, and through that, they tracked down like four dudes who they think 
were contracted by the Russian government, you know, leading all the way up to Putin. But anyway, to kill this guy. So they have a list of numbers and they're like, all right, we're going to have Alexei Navalny call all these numbers. And the first few, I, I'm, I'm sure they did some editing. I don't know if they, they only edited totally. it down to like, he, he calls a couple that are duds and then he gets the guy on the line. I don't yeah. know if he called 20 people and they only showed think, you three. I think they only had four or five numbers. I, okay. I, I thought they made it sound like they had a lot. Or like a li- I thought they said there was a list of like 18 or 20 people that they had. But either way, the first couple numbers he calls, he calls and he's like, the guy picks up and he goes like, hi, this is Alexei Navalny. I was just wondering why you poisoned me. Right. And then like, they're like, what? Fuck you. And then they hang up and then he kind of laughs it off. And like, then he calls another number that- and he's like, hi, this is Navalny. I was just wondering why you have such an issue with me that you tried to kill me. And then the people on the other line are just perplexed. And then he switches it up and he's like, all right, maybe that's not the approach. Maybe I should try and like. Let's pretend to be one of the guys who. Can you imagine? Imagine these dudes. if he got the dude on the line that he got on the line and he opened with, hi, I'm the guy you tried to kill. Why'd you do that? The guy would have been like, what? I'm clicking. Hang up, hang up. Yeah. Prank caller, prank caller. <laughs> like, so the way he played that and he, he, he pivoted so perfectly to be like, all right, now I'm just going to pretend that I work for his organization and I'm doing like a, a wellness call on what went wrong, you know? And he gets him to admit, incriminate himself so much on the phone. And I was like, damn, I can't believe like he almost called the guy and was like, hi, this is actually me. Why'd you do that? Right. What a terrible fucking opening approach. But uh, yeah, he kept him on the line for so long. The guy just showed his whole hand, uh, which I don't know, like you said. It's brilliant. Fucking badass. Just a badass move of like confronting your attempted murderer, you know? And it like, not, get not that, guy's dead. that guy's got to be fucking dead now. <laughs> right. Strangled uh, by Strangled, a- Strangled, dude. 20 year old with his belt- um. So yeah, I guess that's that. Uh, anything about the fucking shorts? I'm never gonna watch the documentary shorts. The one that won was my choice. We didn't uh, look at the winners before we went in. Yeah. Uh, but the one that I chose is the one that won. It's the Elephant Whisperers. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I saw Scream Six while you were gone. So oh, I thought I got snubbed. Thought we were gonna go together. <laughs> I was waiting on that and Cocaine Bear to mm, watch with I my guess boys. I'll go still watch Cocaine Bear if you want. I don't know. I had to get out and see a movie. Yeah. I don't blame you. Was uh, that also, shit? Was that dog shit? I watched... Uh, I wouldn't call it dog shit, but it's like, it could be the worst Scream movie because it's the farthest cry from Scream. It's like all the characters are basically gone from the franchise. Isn't it all that, chicks too? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not all the way... Uh, I, I don't know. I just... It's like they're trying to replicate this formula of Scream, which they always did. It was very like self-aware, you know, the stab movies and all of this stuff. But I'm just like... They took away every single character except for like Courtney Cox. Now it's like, it just doesn't feel like a scream movie. It just feels like some other shitty horror movie. I might watch where the guy's still wearing a scream mask. Um, one of the first fucking scenes where the killer comes through, he steals a guy's shotgun and now it's instead of a knife, he's blowing off a shotgun. I'm like, all right, you're trying to make Ghostface not stab somebody. Is that the first time they've like made him firing at people with a shotgun instead yeah. of stabbing them? I was like, what are you doing? The fake movie is called stab, not shoot. <laughs> um, no, I mean, any fucking Scream movie, I'm there for it. But uh, they also, some of the, the new casts and stuff, like, I don't know this guy's name, but like the actor that they got, one of these, the new guy they brought, like the replace basically David Duchovny or something, they brought in like a new cop character and the actor who I don't know his name, you'd recognize him. I just don't like this guy. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff and every time I this see him. This guy, it's not my kind of guy. Um, Scream 6. There's no dudes. Well, then find the one dude. It's got to be like the no. older dude, not younger dude. 
uh, Josh Segara. Let me see his face. Let me see this motherfucker Josh's face. Show your face, Josh. Dude, it's I love. Uh, is it Dermot Mulroney? Show me. I don't know the name. That's why I would have said it if I knew his name. Well, I don't know what you mean by older guy. This guy's like thirty six. No, it's not him. Uh, you probably mean Dermot Mulroney. I hate his name. For if it's him, I hate his face and I hate his name. Dermot Mulroney. I, I like name, Dermot dude. Mulroney. That's, re- that's really your name because he's done a good job in being like an unlikable guy. Well, yeah, he nailed that in Hollywood in everything I've ever seen him. Isn't he the husband in About Schmidt? I don't know. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and he's just like his like natural acting voice is like Christian Bale Batman. I don't like how everything he says. He's got to just he's talking like this, and also he is the uh, he's Randall in About Schmidt. Love Randall in About Schmidt. Yeah, they do a bunch of goofy shit, but um, he's also. You know. um, when they go see this fake rom-com in uh, Burn After Reading, she goes and sees it with two dates, George Clooney oh, right. and yeah. the Drap Guy. I haven't guy. seen that forever. And it's just some stupid rom-com where the guy's like, will you get down from there? Yeah. He's the guy who yells, will you get down from there? Yeah, probably the worst <laughs> Scream movie. It, it, it's very uh, it's very Scream 3, which was my least favorite until 6, probably. I, I'm unfamiliar with 3 and 4. 4 is better than 3, in my opinion. Uh, they're They're all... I don't know. It's just like I need a I need a little something. Now that it's a whole new generation, you know, and now it's like the the fucking nephew of Jamie Kennedy, you know, and then like the it's it's just it's kids now. It's all new yeah. kids and they're not maybe the test of time will prove that a lot of them, probably Jenna Ortega Ortega most of all, but like when they made Scream, it's like you had Matthew Lillard, you had Skeet Ulrich. They all like maybe it's Scream that made their name, but like Jamie Kennedy, Nev Campbell, um, the guy I just said, Skeety. No, uh, the fucking Dewey. Matthew. Oh, uh, David Arquette. David Arquette. I want to say Duchovny. Um, David Arquette. It's like they, they're all just like names. Now it's just a bunch of people. They're just I. They're nobodies. They're all nobodies. And and Wednesday Adams. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, were were they at the same level though in 1996 when Scream came out? I don't know. I just don't like it as much. Um, None anyways. of these guys have done the equivalent of a modern day hackers already. To earn my respect for Matthew Lillard. Um, well, yeah, this conversation's boring, even me. So <coughs> maybe we can get into a story. Or you said you have a whole list of obits you want to catch up on. Should we just jump right into that? A lot of people have died um, because we have taken like two weeks off. Um, I should have said some things. Oh, dude, please. I should have said some things last week. I think it was on the last episode. Things we should have said last week. Things we should have said last week. Things we should have said last week. Should have said last week. All right, I referenced uh, a week or two ago that Seinfeld episode where George has the pulp in his eye and then he tells Kramer to, mm-hmm. I said, he says to pick it up. He says, get it back, not pick it up. He says, get it back. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm glad you cleared that in up. our Oscar discussion, I like an asshole said that Paul Newman won an Oscar for The Verdict. He won his Oscar for The Color of Money. But I was, I was trying to say... You uh, blew it! No. Stupid! You're so stupid! You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. We do have new soundboard editions, yeah, so we got to find those. That's Paul Newman's, like, uh, that's the Jamie Lee Curtis equation. Paul Newman, Color of Money was not his best performance, but they had the opportunity to give it to him four, five, six times, and they hadn't. 
So they did. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis has never been nominated. This was her first nomination. Well, she doesn't. I mean, I was going to say most of her roles are not nomination worthy. There are a lot of like, uh, what are those called? What was it? Say? Not character roles, but it's just it's character like, roles. Yeah, but she's a character actress. Yeah, but it's also a lot of like shit that I like, which the Academy doesn't. A bunch of slasher yeah, movies. House Fucking, Arrest. Yeah, Prom Night. Halloween. Um, so yeah, that's not stuff you would necessarily want to throw awards at, but she's a legend in the industry. So a legend I I in the industry. I'm cool with it. You know what sucks is uh, that Women Talking movie won Best Supporting, or Best Adapted Screenplay, I believe. And the best part about that, though, is the girl who wrote it is the chick from Splice, the pregnant chick from Splice, Sarah Pauly. I don't remember Splice. I remember being drunk at your house watching it at 2 a.m. once. <gasps> I remember Adrian Brody's Chuck All-Stars. It's, it's the worst <laughs> movie ever. She was also in the movie Go. She gets hit by a car, I think, driven by Jay Moores. Anyway, I like Go. It's a good movie. <sighs> like I said. <laughs> Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. Wait, I didn't connect. I'm not connected. It's always something, you guys. When you walk Lance Reddick. I feel like we just talked about Lance Reddick. Not by name. I would have remembered. I felt like I had learned his name upon his death, even though I've yeah. seen him in so many things. A few weeks ago, I had to show you his face. Did you? What I was don't that? know why we were talking about him. It was a premonition. Well, he's dead. Uh, yeah. Didn't help. Didn't help. Whatever it was. Uh, yeah, famous for The Wire and John Wick movie franchise. Yes, most recently famous for the black dude who runs the hotel in John Wick. Would have never remembered that. Lance Reddick. That's probably why most people know of him. I guess. The Wire is kind of, of like, things. like cult, you know, classic TV show. I feel like The Wire is, well, like, never mind. I was going to say, I thought The Wire is like not just cult classic, but renowned as one of the top three HBO slash shows of all time. I think it is. But that doesn't mean that a zillion people have seen it. I guess. Um, I, think, oh, I would put well, my life savings on that more people have seen John Wick than The Wire. 11 bucks? <laughs> so I've seen... Uh, I know I saw the second John Wick movie, but I remember zero things about it. And all I remember from the first one is uh, John Leguizamo was, was John like... John Wickwizamo. <laughs> I thought he was the bad guy. I don't remember. No. Exactly. So I never saw the third one. It's There's like a fourth one, though. They kill his dog or something. I wouldn't have known Lance Reddick was in fucking uh, John Wick. What else was he in? The Wire. But he's in like so much shit. Is he? Let's get a fucking IMDb up here. I know him from, from those two things. Lance Reddick. You may know him from John Wick. John Wick Chapter 2. John Wick Chapter 3. Okay. <laughs> White House down. Uh-huh. What else we got? Yeah, it turns out he just did those things. Yeah. Well, you never saw business ethics? Okay. That's enough. I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Would have been great all. if I could have found that fucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Who else? Tether, fall, the sucker. Tether, fall, the sucker. Tether, 
Also, having passed while I was away, founding member of parliament, drummer Clarence Fuzzy Haskins. Well, he was the drummer, so I should. Am I wrong? Was he not the drummer? I mean, don't mess that part up. I messed that part that up. Part. <laughs> I messed up that part. Straight up at the... All right, starting over. Clarence Fuzzy Haskins <laughs> was an American singer and founding member of the groundbreaking and influential 70s funk band Parliament. Some people can sing and play drums. It's true. Anderson Pack. <laughs> There's another one out there. Eh, one of these guys does it. There's somebody else who I'm not thinking of. Who else you got? Uh, that guy, fucking, uh, feel it in the air tonight. Phil Collins. Count it. Counting it. Uh, Fuzzy Haskins. I told you I didn't have articles up. I don't know who died this week, so you're going to have to do the heavy lifting. I can't read Suffered a thing. Suffered a got nothing. serious stroke in 2022 and died from complications of diabetes in Gross Point Woods, Michigan. Yuck. In 2023 at the age of 81. He had the funk. Killed him. Death by funk. Yes. Fatal amount of funk. <laughs> Fatal funk levels <laughs> were reached. All right, moving along. Let's move here. along, dude. <laughs> this was the drummer that I was thinking of. I think I sent you an article about this fella. Let's see what we R. got. R.I.P. Jim Gordon. Drummer of Derek and the Dominoes, along with a bunch of Derek other people. Derek for real. Derek for real. <laughs> so I figured I'd say that if you didn't want to. What's he say then? And see a fucking dreams. Um, he also drummed for a shitload of people: the Everly Bros, Beach Boys, and um, interestingly enough, he died in jail because he was convicted of killing his mom. In 1983. So he's been in jail since the 80s? Been in jail. Wow. How is that not more of a known thing? I guess, I mean, I've never heard of Jim Gordon, but yeah, I feel like I should have drummer. heard of him for, for that more if, than drumming. If Clapton killed his mom, you'd know. Yeah. But the drummer kills his mom and you hear Dick. It's like she died for nothing. Um... Picked up his only Grammy Damn, dude, for playing drums on the smash hit Layla. Killing your mom gets you 40 years? That's ri it's ridiculous. He also played drums on uh, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. It says, uh, Gordon eventually began to show signs of mental illness after reportedly punching his then-girlfriend, singer-songwriter Rita Coolidge, who was recommended on the Chris Christopherson album Jesus Was a Capricorn months ago. Uh, Gordon fatally attacked his 72-year-old mother with a hammer and then a knife on June 3rd, 1983, confessing that a voice in his head told him to do so. It's always that pesky voice. The classic voice excuse. This is unrelated, but just because I just watched it, I was watching a couple of movies yesterday. I really did nothing. I just watched, watched a movie. Watched a movie. So did I. Um, what was yours called? 
Um, I've watched Hail Caesar, the Coen Brothers movie. I've actually never seen that still. And then I watched Drowning Mona, and then I watched The Frighteners. Nice. And then I put on Scream, and it was like 2 a.m. You really watched it. It was like 2 a.m. You win. I only watched two (laughs) movies yesterday. I watched the Drew Barrymore scene. It was like, all right, I'm going to bed. I just needed something for my sweet dreams. I just need to watch a lady get stabbed in the heart (laughs) to put me right out. Sweet dream materials. I watched a movie called... uh, A girl getting gutted and hung from a tree. It was called uh, The Devil All the Time, I believe. With, uh, I watched that movie. Tom Holland. The guy pours spiders on his head. Yes. Digital spiders bothered me. Digital spiders. Fucking that, that was fuck the guy up too. and pour some real spiders on your face, dude. You're getting paid all this money. So that was the guy. He was a preacher. And he, yeah, so part of his sermon, he would be like, you got to face your biggest fear. If you're afraid of snakes, you got to go into the pit of the you know, den of vipers. And so with him, he's like, I'm afraid of spiders. And he shows like how God will make me not afraid. So he pours spiders all over his head. One Fake, of the spiders bites him spiders. in the story anyways. You know, in the storyline, he gets bitten and then his, his head swells all up. So he locks himself in a and closet that, for that two weeks. That guy's already got a huge head. Yeah. That actor. It's the guy yeah. from uh, Queen's Gambit, Belkin or whatever. That I think he was in the Harry her. Potter movies is the fat brother. Anyways, so his character, like, because he gets bit and, like, he's he has to, like, I don't know, confront God of, like, what happened? Like, I thought you were looking out for me, but I'm still getting bit. He goes and just locks himself and starves himself for two weeks in a closet praying to God for something. And then he's like, oh, finally God spoke to me and what the voice of God told me to do. Kill my mom. Kill my wife and bring her back to, to life after that. That's what I got to do. It's like, well, yeah, if you starve yourself... For two weeks in a dark room, I don't know if you're talking to God as much as you're having psychotic hallucinations. I mean, you know, so it, long as the voice told him to bring her back to life when he was. But that was my favorite part him. of the movie. Actually, it's not supposed to be funny, but I laughed out loud. Stabs his wife in the neck with a screwdriver. She bleeds out, and then he's like, <laughs> "Resurrect, return!" And she doesn't. And move. she just lays there. Return to me. And he's like, "Oh shit, boy!" Is I don't my know. Face I don't know if red. that was God I was listening to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this guy killed his mom. What else did you watch? Oh, and then I watched a movie from 20 years ago called Suspect Zero with Aaron Eckhart and Ben Kingsley. That doesn't sound as good. It was actually kind of good. I liked them both. I liked both movies. Devil All the Time was more of just like a long movie, just like a long drama thriller. Suspect Zero was... It went in one eye and out the other. I don't... All I remembered was fake spiders. Suspect Zero was like a more elaborate Dexter two years before Dexter started. But it's a uh, FBI agent Thomas McElway. Yeah. Hey, I don't like that name. You don't like McElway. You don't like McElbury. What was that fucking <laughs> asshole's name? Dermot Mulroney, baby, <laughs> is transferred to Albuquerque, New Mexico, after he mishandles the arrest of a serial killer. There, he is called to investigate the gruesome murder of a salesman who turns out to be a serial killer himself. Serial killer targeting serial killers, and Aaron Eckhart is the Love policeman. It. Hell yeah! Oh, I also watched The Imposter. Uh, it was a documentary from like 10 years ago about this dude who was a French dude who was in Spain. He got was arrested. He was like 23, and he pretended to be a missing kid from Texas yeah. who would have been 16. And he wound up like living with the family until he kind of like uh, got caught up too much in his own like telling – about like that he was part of a sex trafficking ring and whatever. He started doing interviews with the local news. Too much attention. He fucked himself to where people were like, this guy's got brown eyes. The kid that went missing has blue eyes. <laughs> He's got an asshole. <laughs> He's got two assholes. <laughs> so they started investigating. They found his fingerprints and found out that he was a dude from France who'd been arrested like 20 times for faking being a missing kid. Yeah. So it's, it's a wild story. Um. And it's pretty, the craziest dynamic of it is the fact that this family 
took him in with open arms when anyone you know with any sense would look at a picture of the kid that went missing and a picture of this guy and go those are two different people yeah he's got a spanish or a french accent uh well that ben kingsley hell of an actor <laughs> that was my takeaway uh where were we this guy killed his mom 40 years ago and he died in jail <laughs> right okay so i think he's a drummer um <laughs> Uh, he was sentenced in 1984 to 16 years to life. And well, it, it was life. Despite his schizophrenia diagnosis, a judge ruled that he could not be found innocent by way of insanity under California insanity laws at the time. He was denied parole for the 10th time in 2018, after which he declined to report for parole hearings. So after 2018, he was just like, fuck it. He's like red in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Who else you got? Robert Blake. Beretta did that shit. <laughs> you uh, you referenced on the last episode digital. and this episode, the Chappelle Show sketch. That piss was digital, baby. I got a digital blackface article just waiting for <laughs> Patreon, too. In which um, Chappelle, at one point, they asked him about Robert Beretta. Yeah. Robert Blake. Wow, Robert Beretta. <laughs> Bobby Barrett's. What kind of music would you play for Robert Blake? You know what? I'm going to look up the soundtrack to. I'll just play the song by Future and Young Thug. Is it called Did That Shit? It's called Money Train, which was a movie with Woody Harrelson, Robert Blake, <laughs> and Wesley Snipes. And, uh, oh yeah, J-Lo. You see J-Lo titties. In that movie, I feel like I've seen this movie. You've seen Money Train, much and, like um, everything. I don't remember. Chris Cooper. Uh, Chris Cooper plays like the bad guy who's uh, he has like a tube up his sleeve, and he does fake puke like SNL. Like <laughs> he makes Chris a, Farley. He does little farts in the uh, grocery <laughs> store while his friend films it. <clears throat> no, he goes to like the the person that doesn't exist anymore in the subway who sells you subway tokens in that little booth and he squirts like flammable fluids in there and then holds up a match he like lights people on fire for money what is it anyway Robert Blake's dead uh, similar to Jim Gordon and dude from that movie Robert Blake years ago killed his wife um, shot her in the head somebody shot her in the head he was put on trial for shooting her. He got off, and his defense was, I couldn't have killed my wife because at the time she was killed, I was going to my car to get my gun to kill my wife. Oh. Right. My bad. <laughs> it works. That's the prosecutor. She's like, oh. It works. I never thought about it that way. Yes. You make a good point. I had to go to the car to get Barretta. my other gun. <laughs> um... Yeah, I feel like I know Robert Blake from, what was his David Lynch movie? Was that Lost Highway? Lost Highway. He's the weird white-faced guy. That was like a, I remember creepy that movie. genuinely creepy scene. I was going to say, like, his scene in that movie, like, I don't, I, when I saw that, I feel like I didn't know anything about him and his wife murdering proclivity. Uh, it's not. But I just remember, I don't know. It's I not just, an essential detail to the Robert Blake story. Yeah. Ugh. He's also uh uh, famously played one of the killers in the film adaptation of Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. 
Moving right along to a guy who I know jack shit about Bobby Caldwell. Doo, doo, doo. Dead at 71. Everyone's heard this song? I have heard this song. What You Won't Do for Love? It's a good song. As a you, testament to my whiteness, I don't know who this guy is, though. You don't respect white artistry? <laughs> um, yeah, what I know about this guy is that I feel like it was a big shock to the black community to find out he was white at some point. Yes. Because he has just so much like funky R&B sound. And if you didn't know, I mean, listen to this. Doesn't sound overwhelmingly white. Overwhelmingly white. Singer-songwriter hadn't been able to walk for about five years Whoa. as he coped with painful bouts of neuropathy, neuropathy, and a torn tendon in his ankle. Last year, his team revealed Fucking Bobby had a, your ankle, bro. a bad five reaction. Years to a torn tendon. Five years ago, he had a bad reaction to a prescribed antibiotic. Um, they say it caused his Achilles tendon to rupture, Big pharma. which led to the neuropathy. Vax. Yeah, it was Vax. Another Vax death. Caldwell dropped his signature hit in 1978 when it reached the top 10 on Billboard and made his self-titled debut album go double platinum. Uh, What's that like? Let's see here. You know every line of Do For Love and the song is so enduring. If you hear someone sing it practically every season, uh, someone sings it practically every season on American Idol or The Voice. Huh. Uh, it's been covered by countless artists, including Boys to Men. They're making him sound like a one-hit wonder, but I feel like he's got a couple of. Well, I guess you wouldn't know. But uh, this isn't the only Bobby Caldwell song Beats I've the ever shit heard. Out of me, let's go. Heart of Mine by Bobby Caldwell. He this also is Bobby Caldwell on 103.5. He also wrote songs for the likes of Neil Diamond, Al Jarreau, Roberta Flack, and Boz Skaggs. He even penned the 1986 number one hit "The Next Time I Fall" for Amy Grant and Peter Cetera. I don't think I know that song. Tuning in on WTPS, this is Peter Cetera and Amy Grant. The next time I fall, we'll miss you, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, this stinks. This episode? Yeah, I know. Let's get into the New York Knicks Hall of Famer, Willis Reed, who died at 80. He led the Knicks to two championship titles in the 70s, which included one of the most iconic moments in basketball history. Although suffering from a torn thigh muscle, Reed willed his way onto the court of the winner-take-all Game 7 NBA Finals on May 8th, 1970. May 8th! Spooky language! After missing Game 6 against the Lakers, Reed played the first half of the series decider. The MSG crowd roared when Reed entered from the players' tunnel and proceeded to inspire his team and the fans by hitting his first two shots. The heroic performance is often included as one of the defining moments in sports history. The Knicks went on to win the game, led by Walt Frazier. Another Reed-led Knicks team won the 1973 title as well. Hell yeah. I remember when that happened. And then he retired the next year. Two that titles, did, and I'm out of here. That did define sports history, if you ask me. All right. Uh, did that. Why, don't you pull me up, why don't you pull me up one at this juncture? Yeah, I got to tell you, sobriety thing has run its course. Yeah, it's pretty gay, isn't it? Yeah, it sucks. You want a drink, don't you? No, I just like 
Can't wait for that sweet. I can't say I feel bad. It's like I feel worse when I drink these days a lot of times. Yeah. Sluggish, tired. Feel good. Getting good workouts in. I'm being motivated to work on stuff. But God damn it, do I want the sweet, sweet taste of Jameson whiskey. The sweet relief of not grappling with every thought. You know, it has been technically a month. Because I, I, the last day I drank was with you on, like, what, February 26th? Or something. I would say it was it was the twenty sixth. Today's the twenty seventh. Well, no, no, it was so. earlier. It was the twenty fourth, the twenty fifth, because I didn't drink the last three or four days of Feb. One freebie, carry the three. Yeah, dude, I'm due for a shot. I think you're due. No, I'm gonna keep it pushing. <laughs> next week, dude. There's always next week. I did grab instinctually both glasses though. You so did. That, that says something. <laughs> you fill them both for me. Moving along. Uh oh. One of the original cast members is dead. Which one do you think it might be? Jerry! Gonna quote, <laughs> quote the ad lib from that song we played. Jerry! While I master my domain more so than George Costanza. Master my domain more so. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry! Here you go. <laughs> While he was never on the show, he was certainly mentioned enough to warrant a theme song for the one and only. Joey Pepitone. I'm more of an Eddie Pepitone guy. Um, so, there's the story where Kramer went to the baseball camp and Joe Pepitone was crowding the plate. So Kramer plunked him and then got in a fight with Mickey Mantle. Right. Uh, I think Kramer mentions Joe Pepitone while he's giving... Um, the Rosses, a handsome cab ride. Rusty! Uh, then famously, Larry David. Larry David's just a big Joe Pepitone fan. Curb Enthusiasm. It's his favorite jersey. Yeah. It goes missing. Leon robs. That's how I do it, Larry. <laughs> That's how I do it, Larry. <laughs> Leon robs the Pet guy. That isn't, it, uh, isn't it that Asian dude with the tiny dong from The Hangover? Ken Jung. Isn't that who he robs of the Joe Pepitone jersey, I believe? You might so. be right. Yeah. I think I'm right. Uh, Larry David loved Joe Pepitone. <laughs> Asian dude with the Chinese, the, the <laughs> tiny dong. You're gonna have to be more specific. <laughs> um, Joe Pepitone, we hardly knew ye. He was a yank. A ledge. Uh, moving along, you're gonna you're gonna love this one. Are you? I don't know, but this guy's dead. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to Okay, so when you gave me shit for knowing C is for cookie and that's good enough for me. C what is, this? is for cookie. What on earth you is You never this? heard this song? No. By Napoleon the 14th. You never heard of that? Do we have that? You? I never heard of that. You never heard of that? Ho, ho. I mean... This is what I hear when I lock myself in a dark closet, starve myself for two weeks, talk to God. This is what I hear when I don't have a drink for a month. That's a novelty song from God knows when they're coming to take me away. I, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Really? Yeah. See, there was a time in the culture where like novelty songs like this could become a hit. Now it's just grabbing my da-da-da. <laughs> People don't have any fun anymore. She a home move. That's what I'm trying to say. She a home move. She, lit, she getting money too. Well, yeah, the guy who wrote They're Coming to Take Me Away, he's dead. 
Never even heard of Napoleon. <laughs> Moving along, someone who has contributed quite a bit to our lives. We pay our respects, R.I.P. to Tom Love, the founder. I love Tom Love. Of Love Travel Stops. Oh, snap. Okay. I didn't realize, yeah, we are actually large supporters of his. Huge. Huge supporters. <laughs> Big gulp. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see if I can find out how Tom Love died. While you do that, I'd love to remind the people that we will be on the road, probably stopping at his fine establishment to gas up. Will we? In the first half of April, because we got a show Friday, April 7th in Denton, Texas, with the boys, Pudge, Character, Ben Buckingham. God, it's going to be fun. Uh, looking forward to that. I'm definitely drinking that night, dude. And uh, <laughs> uh, Five Night Run with Badfish, Fayetteville, Arkansas, uh, April 12th, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the 13th. Grapevine, Texas, the 14th. Austin, Texas, 15th. Houston, Texas, 16th. We're coming. We're coming for you. Acumenal's going to be drunk. <laughs> it's uh, so funny now that like my life is this thing where like I work from home, so I, like, I'm like i sitting at home watching TV and not drinking when I just desire a drink. Yeah. And now I, I'm, I'm like, my whole life is Bizarro World. I only drink at work now. It's like every show I'll be like, oh, I'm drinking. It's like I got to do my job. Yeah, it's, it's probably not going to help my fucking performance. But I'm like, <laughs> now, I've been sober at home for all of March. Time to get out there, get back to work, blackout. <laughs> That's a shame, though. This guy built a fine gas station and and rest stop. Yes. Is Love's the one where you can take a shower? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I've never taken a shower there, but I always hear the, the thing go off. Usually there's like a... Customer number nine, your shower is ready. Usually there's like an Arby's or a Subway attached, which you can grab drinks and chips at Love's and then just exit through the Arby's that's attached. It's pretty pretty good life hack. It's pretty sick. <laughs> um... <laughs> Bobby Ercoline, the chick from the cover of the Woodstock album. You know the picture I'm talking about? Nope. The couple embracing at Woodstock? Nope. Come on, you've seen this. Show me. Okay. So the chick? Yeah. I think the dude died, you know, maybe a year ago or more. Did they die in their loving arms like that very photo they wish all right let's wrap up the obits all right maybe it's just me and the lack of alcohol but i don't care this week yeah too many people died and it's, it's, let's yeah no. let's be done with it let's talk some shit okay uh paul grant movie midget from a bunch of things he was one of the midgets in yeah, labyrinth here we go here we go let's go let's pick it up um dead midgets let's go what other, riff, what other riff. stuff was he a, a midget in? I guess he was a midget in everything he did. That's weird. Remember that one role he took where he was a grown man? <laughs> and then he went back to midge. He went down a weight class for the following He role. didn't want to be midgenholed. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, dude. This is what this episode's been lacking. Let's get there. He did stunts Let's go. for Willow. Labyrinth. I thought there was more than this. He was an Ewok in Star Wars. I mean... And what, what midget wasn't, you know? 
And he was a goblin in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You know, I thought this guy was going to have, like, uh, Warwick Davis levels of fucking, like, midget credits. He's in, like, four things. Still, pretty good track record. Star Wars, Labyrinth, Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a better track record than, I think, Dermot Muldovey. What the fuck is that guy's name? Dermot Mulrooney. Mulrooney. guy pissed me off okay last but not least but maybe least because i know the least about him costa titch costa titch is the name of this individual i could use a shot my word plays off this week i was trying to make a midget pun never found one costa titch all right so how much did it let's see the price of the i got nothing what do you know about costa titch because my normal vamp Bad joke isn't firing this week. I know that he's another South African rapper. Uh, uh, I gotta wake up. Remember a dude from South Africa died a few weeks ago? AKA. This guy died on stage. No shit. Facts. You know, he dropped dead on stage. That's all I really know about him. All right. You want another shot? I do. Give it to me. Give me the fucking glass. Let's go. We got to do some extra time on the free episode now because we stunk it up with obits. I mean, it's, it's all been fun. Death has, has tragically it? knocked at our door, robbing us of our beloved son, brother, and grandson, Constantinos Sobangalou, who South Africa had come to love and idolize under his stage name, Kostatich. Um, No official cause of death has been given yet because Pfizer will murder his whole family if they do give it but we know what's up so uh let's see what else should we talk about did you watch the ufc card this past week fucking yeah i did doggy did you have cheeto no i took Corey sanhagen i always take sanhagen i like that guy i and boy did he whoop marlon vera's ass yeah so, oh, one of the judges gave it to vera um how do you feel about that i feel like that's Do you agree? You always know more than me. Obnoxious. Is, is that like, did I not see something? There's been, it feels like in recent months or like. It's in, a five round fight and somebody gave the whole fight to him. He won the majority of it. That's I wild. I would say in all of 2023, there's probably been at least one fight every card where there's a judge's decision that makes you scratch your head. You're like, what was he watching? He gave Cheeto vaxxed. three, four, and five. He was vaxxed. Right. Seeing That's things a side effect. Reverse. On that eight-page side effects, there's fucking dumbass judges' decisions. Saw this in the other article. UFC's Jeff Molina comes out as bisexual. Vax. Ooh, following it's an getting everybody. intimate video? No. You know this guy, right? I know Jeff Molina. Um, here's the thing. I'm gay. He's part of the um, James Krause betting scandal, I do believe. What's that? So James Krause is a former UFC fighter who's now a trainer and last year, Derek Minner was on a card. Derek for real. And uh, answered all your fucking dreams. I swear to God, I don't know that quote from the movie. I only know it because you say it. Derek and for now real. I say it when you say Derek. That's how I say for real. <laughs> or for That's how real. you say Derek. <laughs> That's how I say for real. Um, so James Krause, basically Derek Minner, that was a fight last year where right before the fight, um, the odds jumped drastically in favor of Derek Minner's opponent. And then Derek Minner lost within like 30 seconds. His knee blew out. And Facts. 
they started to assume that like the team put it out there publicly that they knew he had an injury so that people could place bets on the other guy. It launched it's it opened uh an investigation now where James Krause is being investigated uh I think like on a federal level for like rigging. So how is or, uh Jeff I think Molina he's involved? Yeah, I don't know exactly how he's involved, but I I do believe he's one of James Krause's fighters and that he was also accused of placing a suspicious bet. Uh Derek oh, Minner. He, he got a Pete Rose it. Derek Minner was cut uh from the UFC as a result. And now no one who trains under James Krause is allowed to fight. So uh, you know, many of Damn, his fighters. They can do that, they, like even if they're guilty by association, but they did nothing to do with it. It's like the... a conflict of interest. So, like Brandon Moreno, before his title fight last month, yeah, I think it was last month. Uh, he had to go to a different, you know, facility, start training, training with a new camp. Crazy. Um. So yeah, I don't know. There's been some criticism where like people are saying he's using this to, you know, get the flack off him for the other thing. Well, it sounds to I read the article and it it's sounds like he didn't want to come out as bisexual, but somebody leaked a video of him sucking dick. So did they? You have to because it says to it. intimate video leak. I was going to ask, what is it? The twenty-five-year-old video to? made the announcement on Twitter uh, shortly after a video of him was released online where he was performing oral sex on another man. Hey, cheers! He was just that was his finishing move. He was just training. Uh, Molina said he didn't plan on sharing the news at his at this stage of his career as he wanted to be known for his athletic skills rather than his sexuality. Just after I suck every drop of cum out of them, that's when they let their guard down and they sink that joke. Yeah, in. dude. I got his dick and I got him in a dick bar. <laughs> pulling it. <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't see the other part where like I twisted my mouth around and then he made him tap. Um, Molina is believed to be the first male UFC fighter to come out as non-heterosexual. That's a funny uh, term, non-heterosexual. That's funny about that. That seems like it's pretty accurate. Because it's skirting just saying gay or straight. Well, according to him, he's, he's neither. Right. He's, right. Uh, he says, it's not the way I wanted to do this, but the chance to do it when I was ready was taken from me. I've tried to keep my dating life private from social media. First of all, I get that. We're rappers. It doesn't matter whose dick we're sucking. It's just like, I like to keep a little separation between like the fan world and what they view of me and like the people that know too much about, I don't know, my mom and my girl. And now they're calling in talking about my mom and my girl and stuff. It's like, all right, take it easy. Yeah. You know? Uh, anyways, he says he's dated girls throughout his whole life and he tried to suppress his attraction to other males. Uh, he's, uh, he was primarily concerned that people in his life, such as friends, teammates, and those he looked up to, would start viewing him as differently if he had come out and started living his truth. Here's a quote from him. In a sport like this, with, where a majority of the fans being homophobic cocksuckers they are, I didn't see myself doing this during this part of my career. I want to be known for my skills and what I've dedicated the last 11 years to my life to and not be the, quote, by UFC fighter that I'm sure would just be translated to, quote, gay UFC fighter. Term? Comment? Homophobic oh. cocksucker term. <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> Keeping it real ass. Uh, yeah, some would say that calling someone a cocksucker is a homophobic act or, or behavior. Um, he then called out the quote, disturbed like person who decided to post the aforementioned video online, telling them, quote, hope it was worth it. At the end of the day, I know my character morals, who I am as a person. He concluded, as much as I'm getting hated on, I'm getting an equal amount of support. Who's this random person who has a video I was gonna say, is it the guy of two guys sucking sucked? each other's dicks? Or did he get his cloud hacked or something? That's a new term for getting butt fucked. He got Why? his cloud <laughs> hacked. 
Um, no, I don't know. There's not more details about uh, who leaked the video or how that video wound up in someone else's hands. But I don't know. Much like the Oscars uh, breaking apart my expectations or uh, assumptions, rather, of what I what to expect. Yeah. There's gonna what we think there's not gonna be a fucking bi slash gay slash non heterosexual person in the UFC. Yeah, he had other statements about um, you know closeted Good. fighters reaching out to him. Could be gay. I watched some of Dana White's slap show. It's gay. It's so gay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's break down these stereotypes, you guys. You know the gayest part is the finale episode was just a fucking like uh, mashup of all the other episodes. What? It was a recap. They did one of those like they finaled with a recap, showing you footage from all the past episodes that you've already seen, which was already minimal, like enjoyment. Um, let's see what else. I guess we could do a couple of fan questions. Anything else on gay UFC? I'm sorry, by UFC. Um, good for Jeff Molina. I mean, I hope that he's not caught up in the the cheating scandal. Yeah, if he's like caught. Uh, having participated in unethical betting practices and, you know, what some might term like cheating, then that's totally supersedes his, you know, virtuous, I'm yeah. gay and proud, th- or I suck dick and I'm proud thing. Sounds like he's not super proud, or like, I don't want to say that, but he, he had said right there, like, uh, I've tried to suppress, right. he tried to suppress his attraction to males, and I'm sure his line of work was part of it, you know, the And I'm sure this has resulted in like a uh, massive relief, which is which is sweet as it should, yeah. Um, but you know, if if he's caught up in that other shit and it's proven that he did some unethical stuff, then it's like, hey, unfortunately, take a hike, go suck dick somewhere else. I'm glad we got to that. Um, <laughs> you gotta pick it up. So here's a couple of fan questions before we switch on over to Patreon this week. It's time for fan questions. Rudle doodle 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 doodle, yeah. It's time for fan questions. The whooping cushion is a hard instrument to get down. <laughs> I feel like we got to reach out to Sean Reedy and give us a alternate. It's like TPS Patreon or something. Right. We, we, Patreon reports. Um, more fan questions. We need a more fan questions jingle for the second show. Yeah. Anywho, let's play. It'd be nice to start with more better questions. Well, let's see how you feel about this one. Hey, Palmer Squares. This is Nathan Richard Jarvis. Uh, I was listening to last week's episode talking about uh, dental issues. I'm going to have to rewind and, it now. You know, I'm just, uh, I heard him. He's listening to the dental issues. I was listening to last issues. week's episode where Term's talking about all his uh, dental issues. And, you know, I'm just wondering, Term, are you doing any – what steps are you taking to uh, to uh, create uh, Spit it out. healthy lifestyle habits? You know, are you are you brushing now? Are you flossing once in a while now? Are you are you going to rinse with some mouthwash? I don't like the kind People are dying tone. to know. All right. Anyways, love you, boys. Please. Um, Didn't well, I, I mentioned last time about how Jarv is obsessed with his teeth? I was going to say, if you're going to take the note from anybody, may as well be Jarv. I've never met someone who brushes their teeth more than Jarv. I swear to God, me too. Three, four times a day. Yeah, we go on tour with Jarv, and it's like he's the first like person I've ever high. seen bring his electric toothbrush like I don't currently have an electric toothbrush in my life, but I did for a period and it crapped out. And then since then I haven't had one. And even when I had the electric toothbrush, I left it at home and just bought a fucking old school toothbrush at a gas yeah. station when I'd go on tour. 
But see, it's he, here's the thing: eggs on my face. I have an electric toothbrush, and I bring it on tour. It just stays in my bag, and it bothered Jarv. <laughs> I brush my teeth, uh, and it bothered Jarv that I don't use. Oh, he mad! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you don't brush them. It bothered Jarv that I don't use the electric uh, feature. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I don't. That bothers me. Much. Why don't you? <laughs> I don't so know. You, so you basically use a gas station toothbrush too, but it looks, <laughs> it has a battery in it. You just want to activate it. Kind of bothers me or something. What bothers you about it? It's supposed to be better activity for the hygiene. Going on inside my head. I'm so glad you reminded me of this. Did I mention last week uh, as part of like my reasonings for not having the best oral hygiene? Is sometimes I'll be like. I'm like on the couch, to like it's 2 a.m. and I'm starting Scream just to watch the beginning and tell my body like, all right, enough's enough, you fucking dork, go to bed. Yeah. And when I'm at that point, if I like, especially with an electric one, if I like brush my teeth and have the Worst activity going on I've in my head, it wakes me up. So what, dude? <laughs> you know, You know what's worse? I'll, I'll do you one better. I'm not Every, saying it's a good excuse. I did this last night. I fell asleep on the couch after Suspect Zero with Aaron Eckhart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I woke up at three in ben the morning too. covered in sweat, enchilada, dinner, belly ache. And I, every time this happens, whether I fall asleep and wake up on the couch or not, I end my night. I have to take Arch out for his last piss so I can sleep comfortably through the night without him having to wake up and piss because he hasn't been out all night. That's crazy. I go, I, I walk around the block in the cold every night at like 2 a.m. to take yeah, my well, dog out. You, you purchased a living thing that needs you to do that. I'm not even complaining. I just get in the house and then I fucking go to sleep. And it's just like, it wakes me up sometimes. But yeah. then, so to be like, I don't want to like, I'm, I'm about to fall asleep. And if I hear, like now I'm, I'm going to be not up here. all night. It's not here. You know, it's feeling it in your I don't mouth. <laughs> I, I walk in the snow before I go to bed. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, why don't you turn the fucking toothbrush on? I just said it's. You know, it it's, does have to work for you, so your arm muscles ain't got to be all. You know, you just hit the button and going then going back and forth with my brush is not that hard. I can do it. Well, then why not just have a toothbrush? Why does it I have to be option. an electric toothbrush? The option is there. He likes the option. Yeah, I use it sometimes. Uh, so, are you taking any? Maybe that's one thing. He just says, "What, what steps have... are you taking?" Maybe press the button. That would be a good step. <laughs> Just activate the battery. No, I've definitely um, increased my dental hygiene efforts. I went back to the dentist. Um, since you've been home? Since you've been home. <laughs> Friday, I think it was. Um, I got a couple fillings. A couple? This Trevor, are you hearing this? <laughs> the, the, this facility is just not, no improvement. You talking about your mouth? I took some pictures <laughs> this time. You're that facility? Dude, check this out. Look at, look at like the, the like. Can't describe it. He's speechless. <laughs> what do you it's call that it? part? This is like the workstation around. Well, this is after I got done. I got up and I noticed like the floor is all wet around us. She what never, is that? Is that a thing that goes in your mouth on the floor? It is. It's just laying on the floor. It's just lying there. Which is dirty and wet. There's hair on the floor. It's just like wet. There's just like <laughs> materials. That's crazy. Scattered about. I'm not trying to blow up this lady's spot. She's a decent dentist. She's been doing it for, I heard her say, over 42 years. That's uh, longer than that guy was in jail for killing his mom. And, but what I was getting at is that this time I went, only had to wait an hour before I started getting worked on. Um, and she was working on this girl while I'm waiting there, reading my book. And I hear her tell the girl she should start flossing more. 
And I, I also heard later that the girl said she's 31 years of age. Dentist tells her she should start flossing more, and this girl had to like clarify what flossing is. With what the, she goes like like in between the teeth. At any point did she <laughs> mention her death? Did she say there's no reason you can't <coughs> die? And say yeah, she you. might have. I was pretty immersed. Thirty oh, one. Yeah, you'll book. make it to hundred with those teeth. Yeah, I was pretty deep into my book, but uh, I heard her. I heard this girl like ask for clarification on what the act of flossing is. Jesus, which is wild. Because at first glance, I saw this girl, and I was like, it's kind of cute. (laughs) And then you hear this girl, you're like, hey, she's kind of cute. Turns out she doesn't know what flossing is. That's disgusting. Turns out she had more of that calcified stuff in her mouth than I did that this lady removed. Yeah, this actually isn't true right now, but I'd say for much of my adult life, flossing is more of an like an activity that I'll do than even brushing. Yeah. I would floss several times a day, much like Jarv brushes. So and I still like brush like once when I get up in the morning. And much like you, uh, a lot of times that late night you just sometimes you just conk out, dude. That last brush your teeth before bed. I'm I'm definitely guilty of not doing that. First thing I do every morning is brush my teeth. Yeah. It's definitely not the last thing I do every night. I don't brush my teeth first thing in the morning because I drink coffee. Uh, I should have mentioned this too. A lot of times when I brush my teeth first thing in the morning, not every time, but a lot of times I don't use uh, toothpaste, but I have to scrub my mouth for like a minute. I have to wake up and scrub out my mouth and tongue. First thing, toothpaste or not, that brush is going in my mouth. I'm scrubbing out the sleepy fucking gunky tongue. Don't you just feel like your tongue is gross when you wake up in the morning? Do I? (laughs) You don't know what I was doing last night. Uh, all right. Anyways, here's another question. What's up, Fagiotos? Two trains calling back with some retaliation shit. I'm guy, you know, dude. Oh, enough of this you're shit, forgiven, dude. bro. On the one condition that we ever meet, we start a wicked sick mosh pit during Muff Hugger or some hard ass song. Um, Timpani Coco guy? It's like a dick, homie. We're all fucking poor, bro. Yeah. I'm poor out here, too. But I can still afford five fucking dollars a month to my gayest homies. Like, come on, dog. It's five fucking dollars. Anyway, you guys are getting... I, I don't even... I have not retained whose stance is what. Who's talking to who about what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out of it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm out you. of this loop. This I, like, I like the two, two trains, trains is at least playing the loop. Patreon mouthpiece. Saying when I, I feel like a, a loser every time I have to keep reminding people, please give us money. But he's right. Listen to two trains. You, uh, what did he say? Fagotos? Fagiotos? <laughs> Fagiotos. <laughs> um, all right, well, should we do one more question on this side and switch or just oh, get right. into the plugs? We haven't switched yet. Yeah, That's... we got to do more time and it's got to be better than this hour. <laughs> it's got to be better than the last hour. <laughs> you didn't like the Bobby Caldwell commentary? What commentary? <laughs> Don't know shit about this guy, but. This uh, guy's dead. Normally we have something to say about these fine people. Um,. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like I said, we got some shows in Texas. We're going to be in Denton. We're going to be in Grapevine. We're going to be in Austin. We're going to be in Houston. I've had many people ask me recently, like, when are you coming to Texas? When are you coming to Austin? We're terrible at promoting. And when we do promote, you don't see it, guys. So uh, if you're hearing this, we're going to be in those four cities, as well as uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, all in the next couple weeks. Working on more stuff too, so stay tuned. Like I said, song this Friday. After this Friday, we got a song next week with our homie Ideal featuring us called What You Say. And then a week and a half after that, we got a song with our homie Ben Buck coming out. Uh, So it's actually going to be a very busy 
month of uh, New Palmer Square's music to check out. Um, in the meantime, you can call the show. 708-797-3079 or tbsreportspodcast at gmail.com. I made the mistake of mentioning in a post recently that you can also text 708-797-3079. Text? Yeah. They can I, send texts? Somebody recently left a voicemail saying they had an issue with uh, playing a Patreon episode. and they didn't, they didn't leave their name. And I was like, well, how do I get back to this guy? I don't know who, how to look him up on Patreon, but I'm sure we can figure that out. Uh, I was like, I gotta be able to text this number, right? So I did. I figured it out, and then I said, Yeah. And by the way, if you don't want to leave a voicemail, being a little cute boy, a little shy boy, don't want to show your voice, you can text. Might be totally preferable. And then a guy texted like like ten different. T- it wasn't all one well thought out idea in a text. Okay, never he was mind. texting like it's your girl, and just like hate that. third text, fifth text, nine texts. I was like, All right, this actually isn't a good idea. But anyways, give us a text. I experienced this this morning. And this drives me nuts. Sometimes uh, I'm like texting with my girlfriend or something. I send her something. And then I put the phone in my pocket. Let's say I just pulled up to my apartment. I got groceries. So the phone's in my pocket. I can't answer it for the next minute, minute and a half. I'm getting my keys out, carrying grocery bags. But she's texting me back eight, nine, ten times. And every time your pocket goes It's anxiety. Yeah. And hopefully you didn't go to the store late because those zzzz. They're going to keep you up all night. It just, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know why that drives me nuts when I'm getting blown up in my pocket and I and I have full hands. It's like the message will be there in two seconds. But well, yeah, to that's me, how we're all conditioned to need our phones every second. It's, too. I think it's more that like with each buzz, I'm assuming urgency in the yeah. combo. And with each non-response from you, there. you're assuming angry girlfriend. She could be sending me all of this in one message, but she's just sending it one thought at a time. New thought. Yeah. Oh, and this thought. Oh, and also this. And this too. I mean, Think that, it all out. Send in one thing. You don't text like that? I do. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up then. <laughs> but when I'm texting her, I'm not walking upstairs with groceries. Yeah, but maybe so she not, is. So you don't it's know. not bothering me. Maybe her pocket's going zzz. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't stand the zzz. <laughs> um, you know what else I can't stand? Going to the post office, opening up that P.O. box after being out of town for two weeks and seeing nothing there. Yeah. It really crushes my soul. So please, you guys, send us gifts and goodies and money. Yeah, we really earned them this week on the episode. Severed body parts and fingerboards. Fingerboard trucks. Fingers. Fingerboard trucks. Dynamic. That's what we want, you guys. <laughs> uh, to the Palmer Squares, P.O. Box 47772, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. You don't think we crushed it this week? I wouldn't say we crushed it, but we still have one more episode, and... In my personal opinion, I feel like the Patreon episodes, ha- I'm just not, this isn't just a get on over there, but I think they've been better. I just think we <laughs> we do a better job over there the last few weeks, and this week will be no different, dude. I got a story about how Kanye likes the Jews again. I want to talk about chat GPT. There's things going on. We got more fan questions, and I'm going to get so stoned on the little intermission here. Uh-oh, that's not good. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be right. good. Let's. You get, know what my, my mistake was this week? Nothing going on. Let's get I, I had a cup of coffee and it wasn't enough, dude. I'm gonna get messed up and talk some shit. Let's roll all your weed into a blunt. Let's roll it into a blanket. Are there still Dumb and Dumber shirts? <laughs> yeah. Like well, a lot. Are Should there? we get more soon or do we well, need? Well, we, yeah. we want to have some at the Badfish show. Exactly. So we should just get more soon, anyways. Should put it in order today. If you haven't honestly. gotten one, yes, we will do that in the show break. Limited time <laughs> offer at palmersquares.com/shop. 
are these new fucking killer dumb and dumber um it's not a pullover it's not a cardigan <laughs> it's just a t-shirt with our stupid faces on it um but yeah. uh, drawn by the one and only ron winnick spencer's dad shout out ron shout Sa- out Spence. same guy who did the ren and stimpy shirts he yes. did us in a couple character renditions and those were two of the the best ones for Reminds sure me, i still haven't sent them their complimentary hey, stock is going quick we got two more off I, the shelves just now i set those aside <laughs> first uh, thing i did set those two aside palmersquares.com slash shop for those and then go to bishoprecords.com if you never got a planet of the shapes vinyl there's still a bunch of those uh the black and white i think a very limited amount of the other ones the the, the purple and pink super limited yeah those went really fast um but we still have some of the other color and i think some purples too so grab them while they're there um yeah i guess that's that's everything said the shows we have a lot of music stay tuned we're dropping like a song a week for the next few weeks and then we have a video thing that we're gonna uh have coming down the pike right after that oh a lot of stuff a lot of stuff while we were off the air a lot of homies dropping some tunage including our pals little stranger with our caller and fan of the show jarve it's called cool kids they're going to be on tour this spring as well uh coming to a city near you so check them out uh, it's Cool Kids by Little Stranger and Jarv. Yeah, you'll you'll be able to hear Jarv's teeth sparkling through the track. Yeah, dude, he's like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. He's got that little gold cap. He's got a crown, dude. Uh, this is Cool Kids. Enjoy, and we'll see you on Patreon momentarily. Kill Whitey. Kill Whitey. Yo, I got a call from my homies, and they said, what's up, man? At the rec center, we could reenact Space Jam. So I hopped on my bike, and I rolled no hands. I hit a pothole, and I took a hard slam. Third grade birthday, might have been fourth. Yup, one of my buddies got his hands on the porn. We waited late night not to push the luck. Put it on my TV, and my man's threw up. Seventh grade, I was cooling out with my friends. Plus a fine bitty that I wanted to impress. I bounced off a yoga ball, landed on my head, and I spent the whole night in a hospital bed It's a typical tale fam I'm super lit I make bad choices Like a fugitive I'll admit it might sound Like some stupid shit But all the cool kids Are doing it All the cool kids Are doing it All the cool kids Are doing it All the cool kids Yeah, so there I was, it was me and my cuz Running for some dummy cruising in the lifted truck Yup, the gig was up, he bout to squash my kinfolk I never should've thrown the snow off, it was window But I had to, it felt so good Being a bad boy, setting fires in the woods, uh Mayhem and mischief was the name of the game Once I got a little taste, my life was never the same The best go on the tongue and maybe soap up in the mouth Was the punishment for cursing when we up in Matt's house So we just broke out, under trouble on the double menace So rubbing life is like I'm living in the bubble Thank the Lord from my back, I need to get away quick But this freak down the street thought that he was the shit Cracked his own skull up and trying to do a backflip Spouting all the cool kids are doing it 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 I thought 
it was all okay. over. Yo, I'm a rare breed. Made the kick in the snare bleed. Resort to plan B like a pair of spare keys. I wear hair piece. You know, playing for keeps. I'm out of this world like something that an alien eats. I'm unidentified. Rapper stepping to me, I call it genocide. You've been drinking liquor till you got a lot of genocide. Many men have died, so I buy a few times. Front of peer pressure, a front side and back nines. Now I kick back, roll a sack and stack dimes. Roll another joint, that's the point of fast times. Rhymes that would be a lot cooler, kid, if you rap like Jars. He's a fugitive. No doubt. Finished the Guinness, I'm too stout. See me swimming in these women, I'm hooked like two trout. Pick a new route. I know it's ludicrous, but all the cool kids are doing it. All the cool kids are doing it.